Hello and welcome to the Thursday, June 9th, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Baltimore, Maryland. Brad published a diary yesterday updating us on what's happening with the Neutrino Exploit Kit and Crypt Triple X. Crypt Triple X has become one of the predominant pieces of ransomware that's going around these days. In the past, it usually used the Angler exploit kit in order to install itself. But as Brad points out, we have seen this before that malware switches exploit kits. In this case, Crypt Triple X switched to the Neutrino exploit kit. In my opinion, that's typically due to one exploit kit sort of running its course. They're seeing diminishing returns from a particular exploit kit. So they're switching exploit kits in order to get users that are more susceptible to the other type of exploit kit. And British security company Pentest Limited took a closer look at a popular Android keyboard, the Flash keyboard. Now, what they found is that not only does this particular application require excessive permissions, pretty much anything there is, it does require access to the camera, to your GPS location, to SMS messages, and also it does ask for permission to, for example, replace your screensaver and the like it sort of asked for every permission there is now android is quite proud of its fine-grained permission system and it's certainly a good thing to offer it to users but this particular application was downloaded millions of times and users apparently don't really care about these excessive permissions in addition this particular application also exfiltrates quite a bit of data it collects about the user to the producer of the application in China. And Senrio, a company that specializes in Internet of Things security, took a closer look at the D-Link DCS 930L Wi-Fi camera, mostly to sort of test and demonstrate some of their tools. But no surprise, what they found was a stack overflow that can be used to execute arbitrary code. What's kind of a little bit unique and interesting is here how they actually then leveraged this vulnerability. The exploit they wrote does cause a password reset on the camera. So after the exploit is run, the camera is reset back to the default password. And with that, the attacker can then just log in in order to do whatever they want to do to the camera, changing the configuration, changing the password again to a different password or just accessing the video feed. In the past, they have written about malware that uses the Background Intelligent Transfer Service or BITS to download malicious components. The attractive thing about BITS is that it runs on all Windows systems. It's used by Windows own update and as such it's usually not considered a suspicious process if it establishes outbound network connections but in addition to just downloading software this service also has the ability to schedule tasks these are these notification services once they trigger essentially arbitrary code can be executed usually in the form of a batch file that can then be used to download 
or re-download malware from malicious sites. In the particular case that has been described here by SecureWorks, a machine was initially infected. Antivirus, after a couple days, recognized the infection, cleaned it up, but shortly thereafter, a scheduled bits process process did again download a new version of this malware. This is also a good reminder that just cleaning malware from a system is usually not sufficient. There are many, many ways for malware to be persistent beyond the initial file that you may find on the system and that antivirus flags on. So definitely check your bits jobs if there's anything suspicious scheduled. But then again, as SecureWorks points out here, it can be pretty tricky to decipher what these bits jobs are doing. So probably best to wipe and rebuild. Well, that's it for today. So thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.